Hey, you are here with Tash and Ginny. We are riding in the weeds. And today we are going to talk about confidence. Confidence is a huge, huge thing. Really where this conversation is starting is that are people faking it when they've got confidence? And we look at other people and we see them confident and we wonder why can't we have that confidence? Or maybe we have that confidence and we wonder what other people think about it. There's so many pieces to confidence when you're riding a bike, when you're riding a horse, when you're stepping into expanding your limits, how do we do it with confidence? Much like motivation, it's not something we wake up with. It's something that we choose to have. So we're going to dig in. We're going to talk about confidence and how riding in the weeds, we get stuck in the weeds when we're worried about where we are with our confidence, when we look at other people and compare ourselves and lose confidence, it's all about coming from within. So let's dive in. Let's talk more about this massive conversation, this massive topic. And we'll just try and wrap up some thoughts and some ideas that we have and things that we've learned from working with people and working with our businesses. So Jenny, how are you today? I'm great, Tash. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. It's uh, another sunny day in paradise. Yeah, well, we just got back from the beach in paradise. So yeah, that was a lovely thing too. So I'm feeling pretty good. Awesome. It's funny because if you watch this on YouTube, what you would notice is that pretty much every two or three episodes, I completely change location. Whereas Jenny's always in the same place. I'm like the nomadic partner over here. <laughs> always like, well, what is Tosh going to be like today? <laughs> like, where where in the world is Tosh? So we just got to roll with it. Like it's, it's just, it is what it is. I find it entertaining. And as I'm our biggest fan on this uh, podcast here, I, I think um, as long as I'm entertained, we're good, right? That's all that matters. All that matters. Apparently I have a lot of confidence. So Let's uh, let's dive right in. I actually made a video yesterday on Facebook and the title of it was confidence. What you need to know is that everyone's faking it. And it's not really the truth. When I say that, I'm not like, yeah, everyone's faking confidence. What I really mean is that you have a choice. You get to either wake up in the morning and choose to be confident or you get to feel bad about yourself. One thing I notice with people when they come out on bike rides, is a lot of people show up with this lack of confidence in themselves. Really, all we have to do is make the choice to stand in our power and then choose to be like, well, who do I want to show up as? What is it that I am confident in? And so when I do my introductions, it's always like, okay, well, tell me what type of trail you like to ride that makes you feel like a rock star. What is it on the trail that makes you feel really confident and really good on your bike? And then tell me what's that ride that you go on that you kind of wish that you hadn't said yes to. And it kind of takes you down a notch and you're like, oh my God, like, why did I choose this? I know that I don't like rocks. I know that I don't like roots. I should have just said no to coming on this ride. And I find that really gives people that opportunity to actually step into like, oh yeah, okay. There are a lot of times when I ride my bike, when I feel really, really good. And then you're absolutely right. There are times when I'm just on a trail that I probably either should have known when I said yes to it, that I was going to have a tougher time and I was going to push those limits and that that was okay. Or if I wasn't in a space to be pushed that day, I probably 
should have just decided not to go on that bike ride. And we get to choose those situations in life. And we get to be like, today, I'm ready to push those limits. I feel great. And then other times you're like, you know, I've been pushing limits a lot in my life. And that's probably not going to be good for me. So I'm not going to do that that day. And both of those things are okay. Totally. What I think is interesting about confidence is it's a lot less solid than I think we like to believe. I feel like as a kid, I assumed people either had confidence or they didn't. And that's hogwash. Everyone wakes up and has to choose, like you said. And even people who are professionals, people who have done things for years and years and years, decades, still have moments where they would probably say they didn't feel confident in that moment. And it's a slippery thing. It can be lost in an instant in the blink of an eye. Like you said, committing to something that might be a little too far outside your skill zone. But at the same time, if you never do anything outside your current skill zone, you'll never expand. So it's a slippery slope. You've got to know yourself. You've got to know your equipment and what's going on around you. And you have to be willing to try in order to find it. But I think it's a mindset that boils down to being willing to explore and knowing that you have tools and resources around you, or you can go get them that will help you to overcome challenges. So it's about resiliency. And I think the most confident people in the world just know that they're going to pick themselves up and keep moving and keep expanding and keep working. It's interesting because when we identify those things that we don't know, that it enables us to get those skills and be able to go, okay, so I don't have the skill set here to know what's going wrong. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to find those skills. I'm going to find the answers to the questions. Over the last five years-ish, I've had lots of different things go on. Before COVID, I had a friend, she fell down in front of me on her bike, broke her neck. I was the one who picked it up. It's like the third time I've dealt with this sort of thing. My husband, a, a client, and then this friend. And then very shortly after, I went on a bike ride. I think it might have even been the next day. And I broke my wrist. And it took me a year to come back from breaking my wrist. And during that time, I was not allowed to push myself on my bicycle. So I was able to go biking. I had lots of confidence when I was biking, but as soon as I pushed, it hurt. The, the wrist wasn't healing. And on top of that, I had this kind of like residual experience of my girlfriend and she was having her own experience of PTSD and all of these things that she was having to come back from. And then we had COVID. And then I had this hip injury a couple of years ago, which again, stopped me from being able to ride my bike. I could not take a jump that I didn't land perfectly because it would hurt. And so not intentionally, but I've had to wind it back. And there was a rock roll that right before all this happened, I was going to drop into. And for whatever reason, I didn't. And it's like, I didn't do it then. And now I have to really find the way I have trust in my biking again. And so I'm going out and I'm getting coached in order to learn some more skills so that I can identify where I lost my confidence to do certain things on my bike. And I can't do that alone. Just by going out and pushing those limits, I, I have this understanding of where that fear is coming from. So 
until I figure out what skills I need to have in my head in order to move past that, I'm not going to be able to pull these little things that are pulling away my confidence out. So I need a coach. I need someone to teach me those skills. And I think when we can identify that, as you said, you need to know yourself. And it often isn't just a matter of being like, well, I'm going to just do things differently. It's like, what would the person who had the confidence to do this, what are the actions that they would take in order to get there? Like, what have they done? Yeah. And I think you've touched on a really important point that it's about trust. It's about trusting your body. It's about trusting your skills, trusting your equipment. And sometimes things go wrong that we can't foresee. And whether it it was a skill issue or whether it was just a freak accident or something happened, the trail can become unstable. You, you just don't know. When you're riding horses, you have the element of their own free will that's involved. And sometimes they can panic in certain situations that we can't foresee. And you do your best to prepare, but at the same time, every now and then you might have a really big setback. And the key there is to work within the limit. Because if you look at it from, well, I used to be able to do blah, 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 blank, X, Y, Z, whatever it was, and I can't now, and you get frustrated or angry, instead of looking at the next small step, then you'll never be able to get your confidence back because you'll always be focusing on the gap between where you are and where you really want to be instead of just focusing on the gap between where you are and the next small step. And that's the thing about confidence is you can do something at one time and then the next day, the next month, the next year or whatever, not be in a position to do that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you failed or that you have no confidence. It just means you're in a different place. And if we can not judge ourselves, then I think it's a lot easier to find the confidence to move through that. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking at our little notes here and it's that whole, I'll have confidence when. And I think that really sets us back. I know for myself as a kid, I always felt like I was slightly overweight. I always felt like if I could just be like that person, I would be so confident. If I looked like that, I'd be so confident. If I could ride my bike like this, I would be so confident. The problem is if you don't deal with the confidence issue as you are right now, where you are right now, that you will get to that next space and you're not actually going to be different because inside you're no different. All you've done is you've changed the outside parameters. I did a research with a bunch of bikers a few years ago about confidence. I have a program. It's called Bike Confidence Mastery. It's an online program. And I was working on what to do and how to set this program up. So I did a research and one of the people I talked to was a professional enduro racer who has won races. She's incredible. And she's like, it's so hard because not only don't I have confidence a lot of the time, but nobody understands it because I'm so good. And so therefore I'm supposed to be so confident. But in fact, we almost suffer worse, the better we get because those expectations from other people are even harder. And then finding people that even understand or relate. And we've had this conversation around body image. It's very hard for a thin person to talk about how they feel fat because people that are not thin don't get that it's a mental thing. It's a perception thing. And so we can't get put in these boxes. Yeah, but you're really 
good at biking, I'm sure you're never afraid when you're doing this thing. And the truth is that I'm managing my fear and I'm creating a relationship with my fear in the exact same way as the person who's riding their bike for the first time. Every time we push a limit, we are in the exact same place. And there isn't a, I'll be confident when. It's like, I'll be confident now. And then I'm going to move forward and push my limits from that space of confidence. It It's the same conversation we had about motivation, really. Yeah. All these conversations, really, you could almost interchange a lot of the words because it's true. They all connect. They all have similar processes. But that is the reality that confidence is an inside job. And if you're looking for any external achievements or steps, you're never going to get there. It just won't work. And one of the best ways to work on the confidence is just to look for the next best small step that you can take that will take you in the right direction. And for me, I'm an adult learner with bikes. I'm technically even an adult learner with horses, but I've been doing that a lot longer. And I have had to manage my own fear and my own confidence very, very carefully. And sometimes that does mean that it looks like I'm not doing a whole lot, but I know internally, if I don't take care of that, then I won't be able to get to the next steps. Sometimes changing things up. When my boyfriend and I go out bike riding, frequently he's in front of me, even though he's the more confident rider. But that makes me feel better because I can watch him navigating the trail so that I have a better idea of what I can be doing. And he's good enough that he makes sure that he doesn't go too far away from me or I yell at him if he does. But it also pushes me a little bit because he's moving faster than I might choose to move on my own. And therefore, I'm learning that I can handle the trail that way. Totally. It's a delicate balance, but between the two of us, we've worked it out and it works for us and it works for me and it helps me keep improving. So you just have to know when to make those kinds of decisions. And we showed up at a park one day and there were a lot of people. This was last year. I had not been riding out that much at all. And there were people and dogs and children and there was terrain to navigate. And I like lost. I told him this is too much. I am so overwhelmed right now. I cannot manage my nervous system was just far too triggered. And I'm like, we have to either find somewhere else to go or go on another day. I'm like, but I can't do this right now. And knowing when to call it at that point is so important. I run into the same challenge with the horses. If they are not behaving in a way that I think I can handle riding, I don't get on. I will not fork a leg over if their behavior does not make me feel good on the ground. And I know a lot of people who will just hop right on without a care, but that's not me. And that's what I have to do to make sure that I maintain my own confidence. And at that point, it's my self-preservation. And I know that I'll be able to come out the next day and keep going. Yeah, it's so important. Last night we were riding, I had these two girls and one of them, I had her when she was like 10, 12 years of age in a bike class. And she's 18, 19 now. And we got to a certain section and we rode down this little feature and I'm like, oh, we lost Maya and she was stopped at the top and she's like, oh, I don't know. And I looked at her and I'm like, you've totally got this. Just go back a little bit, ride in slowly, let it roll. And it's not a problem for you. Bailey gave her any coaching and basically was just like, now nah, you've got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and because I knew the type of person that she was, I knew her physical strength. 
and I know her as a person, whereas somebody else, I might've gone back up. I would have shown them. I would have given them some more coaching. I, I know where her personal confidence is and I knew how far I could push her limits. And either knowing that when you're a bike coach and knowing that about your customers or your clients is super important because with a big group of people, it's week three and we'll be writing down something. And I'm like, you, 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 and you, you're going to follow me in. You three go around first and watch us do this. And then if you want to do it, we'll talk about how, and we'll take you back up and we'll get you down it. But I know that these four are totally there and just following someone in is going to be the key to their success. Whereas that's not going to work for these other people. And it's cool because you know yourself as well. So they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. I, I want to go and watch. And the others are like, cool, I'm in, I'll follow you in. And if they don't want to do it, it's super easy for them to say, you know what, Tash, I'm not going to follow you in this time. I'm just going to, I'm going to ride around and, and watch it. And then I'll try. I know how far I can push people, but also knowing that those people know how far they can be pushed because we've had that conversation at the beginning. And I know their energy level for the day. I know what stuff they're wanting to learn. I know where they're wanting to push themselves. And I understand where we can go with that so that we're all within that space of that confidence. This brings us to the next part of the conversation is why is having confidence important? What is it about having it or not having it that changes the way that our life works, that changes the experience that we have when we're out riding our bikes, when we're out on our horses, when we're starting a new business, when we're trying to get a promotion at work, or even just in our relationships. Why is it so important to step into that confidence? As I mentioned before, I think it really goes back to resiliency and the belief that you can achieve things. And I think that's even just a generalized statement across the board of life and knowing that you're going to be able to figure out a way, you may not know the way, but you'll be able to figure out a way to handle whatever challenges life throws at you. I think that's a generalized life thing and that the people that have that belief are going to find a way to be confident. You're never going to be confident in every single moment of life. It's not ever going to happen like that. That's the myth that I think we're all raised with from as children that we see sports players, we see people on TV, and we think they never have a doubt about themselves or never question their decisions or wonder if they'll be able to handle something. They all do. Everyone does. That's totally normal. So you can have confidence and still doubt yourself and still worry and wonder and be afraid. And it's the choosing to find ways to do it anyway that is really the bottom line with confidence. It's the decision to do it anyway in the best, most safest way for you in that moment. That's what it really boils down to. Without it, we don't get anywhere. We don't make changes. We don't improve our lives. We don't go have fun doing something that might be hard. Life is not very fun from that perspective and standpoint. No, you get stuck in being that victim. There was a moment in my biking years ago and I was looking at the skinny and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know how to get across this thing. I'm going to fall. And I noticed myself going down that track. And in that moment, I realized that we have one train, two tracks running and out here. We can really only think about one thing at a time. 
And so we get to choose. You can either choose to focus on everything that could go wrong, or you can choose to focus on what you need to do to succeed. I've had students literally stand at the top of something and be like, I'm going to crash there. I'm going to catch my tire there. And then that's going to throw my tire into the wrong direction. And then I'm going to go over the handlebars and I'm going to crash in that pile of spiky stuff right there. And I'm like, that's an option. Absolutely. And if that's the track that your mind is going to take, then hundred percent, that's where you're going to go. Or how about this? I'm going to come in, I'm going to put my brakes on nice and evenly. I'm going to allow equal pressure. I'm going to slow down. So I've just got my front wheel moving. I'm going to point my tire to the outside of the corner and I'm going to point it to that rock. And when I get to the rock, I'm going to twist my hips and I'm going to look in the direction I want to go and I'm going to ride out of this corner. And you can think about that just as easily as you can think about all of those other things. So you've got a choice. You know what you need to do to succeed. You know what you need to do to fail. So which train track do you want to go down? And then at the end of the day, it's believing heels down, strong core, look ahead. I got this. Heels down, strong core, look ahead. I got this. And if you repeat that mantra or your own version of it, when you are riding your bicycle and riding into something that is scary, it will disable your brain from being able to think about, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. <laughs> and you're not only giving it another track, but you're giving it instructions. And as I ride into anything scary, all that's going on in my head is strong core, look ahead. I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this. I hope I've got this. Oh yeah, I've got this, I did it. It's maintaining that I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this, that will pull me through and then I'll slam on my brakes and be like, oh my goodness, okay, I, I survived. I'm still in one piece, right? Whether you apply that on a bicycle or you apply that in anything, when you drop in to something scary, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Allowing that belief, that trust. And that trust comes from knowing the skills you need to succeed. You don't know them? Go out and find them. I want to achieve this goal. What do I need to do to succeed? Yeah. What's really interesting is that every time I've ever had that scenario of all the things that could go wrong in my head, it never happens how you worry about it anyway. So why are you worried about it? Legit, there's not been a time in my life where I've thought about some catastrophic thing that it's worked out like that. If something catastrophic has happened, it has never been on my radar and it wasn't something that <laughs> was in my awareness of a problem. So why am I focusing on the problems? The true reality of it is, like you said, if you're not looking where you want to go, you won't go there. So if you're looking at the rock you don't want to hit, or the tree you don't want to hit, or the bush you don't want to end up in, you're going to end up there because that's where your focus is. It's exactly the same on the horses. It's exactly the same when we're working with our pets. And it's exactly the same for us and our bodies, no matter what. So whether it's a psychological thing, whether it's a skill thing, it's a learning thing, it's a mental thing, it doesn't even matter. Even the emotional things fall into the same category. Where your focus is, is where you're going to go. And that's really the biggest piece of the confidence. Even if you don't feel good about something, even if you don't feel good in the moment about whatever it is, if your focus is where you need to go and not crashing in the bushes, 
or falling off or failing in whatever way your brain wants to make up that you could fail. If your focus is on where you want to go, you will get there. Might be slower. It might be a few more steps in between here and there, but you'll get there. Absolutely. I'm listening to this program right now. And one of the key things that this coach has said over and over again is that the universe will always say yes. So what are you saying yes to? And I think that that is such a key piece to confidence as well. What are you saying yes to? Are you sitting down with your girlfriends and complaining about your relationship with your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whoever it is, or are you sitting there and talking about how you would really want this in your relationship? I'd really love it if when I came home, my husband was there and he knew that I was tired from the day and he'd make me a cup of tea. And that's the sort of relationship that I would really like to foster as opposed to, I can't believe that he has no idea that when I get home, I, I just want to sit down and have a cup of tea. Well, you've probably not had that conversation because what you're saying yes to is the fact that he's not doing that for you versus being like, hey, oh my goodness, I've had a really tough day. I just need to sit down and I, I'd love to have a cup of tea. And chances are that he might be like, hey, you know what? Take a load off. Let me make that cup of tea for you. And it's in that stepping into what is it that you want to say yes to? That allows the things around you to actually come together and give you that support and allow you to actually have that experience. But when we're like, I suck at my bike, I'm never confident, I'm really unfit, that's what you're saying yes to, that you're going to continue to have more of that because that's what you're creating for yourself. I feel really awful when I ride this trail because when I ride it with other people and they ride way faster than me, I feel really out of shape and like I'm not that good. Well, that's what's then going to happen. So you can either choose the trail, do it without anybody there, or go and get the skills so that you can achieve it. Maybe it's going to the gym. Maybe it's learning how to pedal better. There's a lot of things that we can do to change the conversation. Honestly, sometimes I'm riding up the hill going, wow, I'm such a rock star. I can't believe I'm going so fast. I feel so efficient and so powerful. And then other times I'm literally like, wow, I think I'm really out of shape. I don't know if I can make it to the top. I think I'm going to die, man. Somebody else would be able to do this so much better. If there was someone who went by, oh my God, someone did go by me. They must've been on an e-bike. They had to have been on the e-bike. They were going so fast. And I was like, I was standing still. And how do I even be a bike coach? On any given day and on any given trail, the conversation going on in my head, like when I feel good, there isn't a conversation. And when I'm struggling, it's hilarious. The thoughts that are running my brain and I actually find it highly entertaining I'm like really this is and oh look I made it maybe I'm not that bad oh I think oh I'm almost at the top look at me go oh I think I'm gonna make it yeah I think you've touched on a big piece there too that just because those thoughts pop into our head doesn't mean we have to entertain them I saw a quote recently that says just because you thought it doesn't mean it's true totally yeah. And that I think is the biggest piece of the confidence is that professional athletes, people who have spent lifetimes studying certain things, it's not that they don't have the thoughts, the doubts, the fears, it's that they don't entertain them. They can observe them, allow them to be there and say, you know what, I'm going to do something anyway, despite the fact that is there. Or and entertained by them. <laughs> true. 
You can also be entertained by them and amused by the fact that your little monkey mind is trying to spin stories. And that in and of itself is often enough to help you shift into something different and keep going despite the fact that those thoughts are there. While we were at the beach, we went down and rode uh, in Ossetique Island. And to this time, I'm riding about 10 miles on the bike trainer pretty comfortably. That's at home in the house with a fan and optimal conditions. And to date, I had only really ridden about three miles outside. I'm a very novice bike rider and I'm a cruiser. I'm not like a trail rider or anything. And I've had a lot of fun and I'm loving it. So we get to Assateague Island. Well, it's a barrier island. It's very skinny. So the trail is straight. The good news is there's no uphills. The bad news is there's no downhills. So that means you're pedaling 100% of the time. And I knew that it was several miles. And when we started out at the parking lot, I noticed the pavement had been marked with 4.5. And so I figured, I didn't know exactly where they were counting mile one, but I figured, okay, well, I have a marker so I can watch these go by. And surprisingly, we were able to get almost all the way back to where they started counting. So we rode about seven and a half miles. And if you would ask me if I could have done it, I probably would have said, no, that's more than double what I've done before. And so sometimes you just have to strike out and just see what happens. And I was very conscious of the fact that we had to get back. So I was trying to make sure that we weren't going to overdo and end up really having a hard time walking all the way back. (laughs) But we got to a point at a different part of the park where we could turn around. And I was like, you know what? This is a good spot. Let's just go ahead and head back. And we stopped a lot more frequently on the way back, but that's okay. And we still did it. And I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. So I really enjoyed it. And sometimes that's the way you find out what you can do is by just tr- going and trying something without a second thought of how far you're going to go or how it's going to end up. Sometimes you just have to let go of expectations and see what's going to happen. I love the optimal conditions. My version of that is I've been riding on a green trail and I've been going uphill and there's no roots or rocks or any obstacles and I've been killing it. And then I was like, I'm going to go and ride up this black trail and there's rocks and roots and all sorts of things. And I'm getting to them gassed out and like, well, didn't make that. Guess I should up my training and start riding things that are a little more challenging because I built my fitness up. I've built my stamina up. I've built my strength up by doing it in the easy place as soon as I up that challenge, okay, now I've found a new challenge. But the idea is that I am a good biker. And so going from a green trail to doing a black trail is totally within my realm of possibility limits, whatever. And so I found it entertaining that I didn't make this corner. And then it's like, okay, cool. I should probably come and practice this more. There's no way that I would suggest that of a beginner biker to go, okay, Now you're getting this one really well. Let's go and ride a black diamond. It's like, let's go ride a harder green or let's go ride an easy blue. Taking yourself from optimal to the other end of the spectrum, you want to do that only if you really have the, the confidence to do so because otherwise you will lose the confidence. And I think that kind of comes into the sort of final piece here where we want to sum up the how of confidence. And, And that is that it's a choice. And we all get to make it. And some days we make it and some days we don't. And it's totally normal to wake up in the morning 
and not feel confident about where you're at because something has happened or you're just in that cycle where things are harder. It's a full moon. It's the new moon. You're about to get your period. You had a bad day at work. There's something going on. We're all in these cycles. So recognizing that and being like, okay, how can I give myself grace today? Because I am feeling a little bit less confident today. What can I do? What can I take that little baby step that's going to enable me to feel just a little bit better? And from there, maybe I can do something else that'll make me feel just a little bit better. And then there's other days where you're like, yeah, let's go ride the black trail and see how many times we fail. I think that confidence really boils down to a deep knowing that regardless of how you feel, whether you're doubting or not, that you are going to be able to be resilient and come through it. And it's like a bone deep knowing that you're going to be able to navigate things. And it might be rough. It might be bumpy. It might be painful. It might be hard, but you still will get through it. That's really what it amounts to, regardless of your sport, regardless of what you choose to do, or whether you're working on business or dealing with your pets, that you're going to be able to manage things some way, somehow, eventually. It might not be pretty in the middle, but you're going to be able to manage it. And even on the trails we were on, if the seven miles of Assateague Island had been the terrain of the three mile trail, I probably wouldn't have been able to manage it because it was hilly. But now that I know that we've been able to do seven and a half miles, I feel much more confident in tackling some hillier trails Longer than three miles, but probably shorter than seven and a half. So now I know I've got some range that I didn't realize I had. And so it's just being aware that you've got options in there and that you can make choices, but it really does boil down to what are you choosing to focus on? And that you're going to be okay. I used to say that to people all the time, the first skill to learn in mountain biking is when to get off and walk. You know, the first skill is knowing when to get off and walk, knowing when to step back and deal with what is going on. And the same not, with the horses. Yeah. And just not judging that you're going to be okay. And the same with your business. Sometimes it didn't work out the way that you wanted to, or it's not going as fast, or you don't have the resources to get it done. So let's just get off. Let's just walk for a little bit. Let's get over the bumpy bit and then we'll try again. And it's your fitness journey. It's your relationships. Sometimes, you know, you have a huge argument with your partner. It doesn't mean that you quit. It means that you get off and you, you walk for a little bit and you take a step back. Maybe you take some time or you separate yourself from the situation. There's a hundred ways to look at that, but it's okay. It's okay when things don't work out. It's having that trust that, that you're going to be okay. And sometimes we stumble. It used to be that whole thing with snowboarding. If you're not falling, you're not learning. Preferably fall in places where it's softer. Go out on a powder day, right? But if you're not crashing every once in a while, then you're probably staying a little bit too safe. And you're probably looking around you at everybody else thinking that they've got confidence and they know what they're doing. And if, if you could do this or be like that, you'd have it too. It's not true. 
Sometimes they're just faking it and that's okay. And sometimes they've actually got full confidence because they've got the skills, they've got the experience, they've pushed past that level and now they're like pushing into another level. But as long as we are pushing, we're alive, we're challenged and we can build confidence when we come out the other side, mostly intact. Yes, I 100% agree with that. And you just never know the voices that are going on in somebody else's head. You never know the argument they're having with their demons in the moment that they can't do this or they aren't going to be able to handle it. And yet they're still out there trying and they look great. You would assume that they're beautifully confident and you just don't know the things that are going on in their head in that moment. So give yourself some grace, give other people some grace and recognize that even though they may look fantastic, they may not feel that way and just know that's normal. Yeah, there's so many things that we haven't touched on. I'm reading the book about perfectionism and you're reminding me of the Parisian perfectionist, right? Like you look at those people and they've got everything all tidied up in a bow. And then I am definitely 100% the messy perfectionist. I'm just hanging out in the Montessori school, having fun, making things work. And it's a complete mess and it's great. There's several other types of people out there. And we're all doing it differently. So from the outside, it looks one way. And from the inside, it feels a completely different way. And as we learn to manage who we are, we start to match the outside with the inside a little bit more. But there's always going to be a bit of a mix match. And you want to be that person that kind of looks like they've got it together. But then it's also super fun to see people that push their limits and stumble and are like, oops, missed that one up. I'm going to try again because that is so inspiring for the outside world. When we try and hold it all together, we just don't have as much fun. And I totally didn't make something yesterday on my bikes. And I think that was probably really inspiring for my students to see me being like, I've done this before. I know I can do it, but I haven't done it in a while. So I'm going to give it a go and I might not make it. And that's okay. Like I don't have to be perfect for you guys. I don't feel any less confident to teach you because I didn't do that thing perfectly. Like we're in this together. Yeah. Now I think you're touching on the vulnerability piece that is also important to having confidence. You have to be willing to be vulnerable because if you're not willing to be vulnerable, then you're not willing to learn and grow and vulnerability is required for that. So in order to be confident, you have to be vulnerable too, because without it, you're not willing to try things. And so we could go down many, many rabbit holes with these concepts and these ideas, but this has just been a fun exploration in what it means to be confident. And I appreciate seeing other people struggling a little bit because it reminds me that I'm not alone. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to promise is that we're going to dig in a little bit more into this in our next episode. To say, I've got some more notes here that we didn't touch on. I love that you pulled that vulnerable piece out. The other thing that you'd said was respecting your fear. So to tie this one up, I think we've pretty much knocked it through, but just like know that confidence comes from inside. And just like motivation, you get to choose. If you're not feeling confident when you get up in the morning, put on a really nice outfit, throw on some lipstick and put on some big fancy earrings. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I got my big earrings on today and get out there and just do the best that you can. And sometimes you can't just fake it till you make it. 
sometimes it works out. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. We've been talking about confidence. This is actually one of my favorite topics. I'm Natasha Lockie. You can find me at Betty Gohard on Instagram, where I have lots of tips and tricks on riding your bicycle and doing life. My whole gig is that I help women, mountain bikers and women that just want to push themselves a little bit in life to gain more confidence, to have more fun so that they can really excel. They can live their dream life and do the things that they want to do, whether they're on their bikes or out living life in the real world. Either way, it's all about just having that ability to have the confidence to to get out and, and do life messy or perfect, however it comes about. What about you, Jenny? Awesome. I am Jenny Brandon. I'm an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook under the same handle. I work with people and their pets to help them have a better relationship, resolve behavior challenges and health issues, and have more harmony and happiness in their life with their pets. So thank you so much for joining us here today on Riding in the Weeds. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, YouTube and ridinginTheweeds.com. Please let us know what you thought of this. If you have struggled with your confidence and how some of these tips might help you, please leave us a like, subscribe or review. We would love to hear from you if you have other ideas you'd like to hear from us. So thanks for joining us and we look forward to being with you next time. See you laters.